Okay. So I thought I'd try and uh, walk in talking podcast. I have enough rages on my microphone. Just because I need to get a bit more consistent publishing. Anyway, it doesn't really do anything because I'm trying to well, I can. So, this short is. I think it's an indicative. Well, I'm not sure. I seem to find now more and more that every time I use a Mac, my iPhone, my iPad to do specific things with lots of different applications, I always come up against really horrendous workflows that just don't seem to consider. How you might actually use these things, so things disconnecting, things not being in the right place. I mean, to give an example of one that was really good, although it was still a hidden gesture, was one password update uh, on the iPhone, one password eight. Um, okay, there's what? Well, first, the first thing was that it seemed like it, it kept users on, users on, on password seven on iOS, didn't, it wasn't an update. So I had to download 1Password 8, uh, open 1Password 8, use 1Password 7 to get my family password. Obviously that then logged in to 1Password 8, and then delete 1Password 7. Uh, my, my family, well, my daughter, supposed to use 1Password. I just don't think, you know, I simply think they don't get to go to 1Password 8 because it's faster. I don't think they'd realise that. So I don't understand why that was not prompted in some way or just a feature. That's probably a limitation of iOS and the fact that they didn't want to suddenly move users to a brand new interface without them really considering it. Auto updates would be on on most iPhones. Like, that would be my guess. But the clunkiness of you know, not having a feature to say, well, actually, I do want that new one, and can you just get me on that one and not keep the old one password floating around at the same time? Um, but I have to go back to the point. Interesting, interesting. Uh, in one password eight, pinned uh, passwords to the sort of top, so it's above favourites. Favourites is always a bit of a weird one because they would automatically add things you'd use recently into favourites, and that used to wind me up, because I could, you know, would be unwanted in a few other passwords, there was one at the top, so being able to pin, I've pinned a couple, that I get prompted, like, what's that, two-factor authentication code, or whatever it is, that I never know what it is, um, and also, the one that I always need is the long password to log into my book, um, and Weirdly, I remember one point I could actually copy and paste into the login box. I don't know for how long, but a few years ago, I was like, wow, I can just copy from my phone, paste into the login box, which I've done. Anyway, that's not working. Probably security reason, which is fine, but I don't know why. I was like, why is it stopped? Um, so, what I would then have to do is obviously, when I do restart the Mac, go into 1Password. I would then go, and it got on the interface in 1Password 7, got a bit of a tweak as well. So you'd have to go in to your favourite, long press on the password field and say reveal enlarge top. 
Um, so that's how you kind of get it. But it was, it was always a bit of a fact because you don't go in and tapping by mistake, so actually copying it and then etc. etc. Anyway, so I pinned that password field to the top of my uh, one password pins things, and I thought, okay, this is kind of alright, but it was doing the same thing really fast. So you tap it and be copied, copied, and you'd have to hold and press to get reveal in large type. Um, same as before, but what I found, what I thought was like, well, what I want it to be is I would like a different default action, and I want the default action for this pin thing to be show me the large, but you know, large, show me in large type. And you know what? Tap the three buttons. Uh, I think I press and hold or whatever, and there's a three button option. And then was that what do you want the default action to be? Copy the password, shove it in large type, bang, done. So it's so much better for me. Uh, so that's that, you know, that's when you kind of, okay, it's a bit hidden, and it's only because I thought that's what I need. But you've been taught about that that would be there. So that's great. But it seems so many times that people don't think about how someone actually is going to use these things in real life. So this is going to be the with a longer bit now, I'm now um, Adobe, which is well, it was a nightmare. I wasted maybe three hours yesterday, and that is a joke. Trying to work out what to do. So to cut, to trying to cut to the chase a bit, I have through work been subscribing to Adobe Creative Cloud, all the software, for years and years and years. You know, twenty plus years or whatever. Um, when, you know, once it became a subscription thing, I was on it with everything because I needed to go open all the, you know, lots of different files at work, launch all those applications if I needed to, talk to different students, so I just needed to have everything, which is great. Worked fine. You know, each year I had to renew, make sure that it got paid. It's still a bit like that. Um, and then at the beginning of that, there was something where there was also two sort of set. There was there was like you had one subscription, which was the apps. And then there was another subscription, which was the web apps, which was like fonts and other kinds of things, a bit weird. Um, and if you had one type of Adobe account, you only got the apps. And you've had another Adobe account, you got both. And I needed both, so I've always had my slightly separate account. Then what happened was, um, I, so I just renewed that every year, very, you know, different cost. It was like, I think it was originally called Adobe Teams. So you got everything. Anyway, so I was always on this weird kind of edge case a little bit in terms of the subscription model, but it was, you know, it worked and I needed uh, So then we had obviously COVID and we got into a lockdown situation. And of course our students needed access to Adobe whilst working from home. Um, and, you know, it was a case of, uh, you know, they might have to VNC into the machines on campus, but they're only one user at a time, or, you know, it's jazz, or they have to subscribe themselves. You know, but we as a campus and a school, actively promoting the Adobe products um, and using them, you know, with students. So they needed to want to, come on, Monty, walk properly. I'm walking a dog and it's just gone mad. Um, they needed access to that suite. So, yeah, university, you know, 
talk to Adobe and uh, took ages and ages. Eventually Adobe did do something where they enabled our students to basically be able to log into Adobe Cloud with the university username and password and they got access to the Adobe suite. Um, and that was, a, I think the way that had to work is we had to do, you know, pass over or at least create a connector to Adobe to say these accounts are accounts, this is the passwords that need to sync or whatever. Um, so that all happened. Then Adobe, I think they gave it free for a bit to everyone and so we managed to sort of, I think they maybe gave it free for a bit so students were using it anyway. And then we got the system set up and then we wanted to obviously carry that on so that when students come in, they can work on machines, but they could also go home and carry on the work. So we'd effectively be, you know, paying for them to have create a cloud subscription during the time of university. We have to pay, it's a lot of money. And most other companies um, provide like a three year sort of deal for students. So if you're an undergraduate student, it's three years. This podcast probably has never not been recorded because I've voice memo. Um, and so we pay for that annually, etc. And they were obviously then pushing all the usernames over. And I was just a bit nervous. I was like, oh no, they're going to move my name as well. I don't want it to mess up my current subscription. I don't want to get a limited subscription. I just want everything. I don't think I would have got a limited one because I think they got rid of the idea of having you know, apps that were web apps and the other apps. Anyway, cut then what happens, so I'm, you know, logging in, it's great, so I can log into my iPad, my iPhone, uh, my Mac, and I'm creating a few files, mainly with Adobe XD, uh, in what they call, you know, Creative Cloud. Now, Creative Cloud originally was just like a Dropbox folder called uh, Creative Cloud Files. And you could put files in there and you've got to get to that from Adobe apps. At some point, they added in Cloud Documents, which is not the same thing. Cloud Documents are, from what I can tell, um, version control documents, basically. So Adobe is trying to solve the issue of designers creating files and files and files of like version one, version two, version three, final, version three, this is really is the final. Um, by, by basically creating a versioning system in the background of creative cloud. Uh, so that's what I think they were doing. And so obviously it starts to, the apps as they get updated, start to push you to put stuff into the creative cloud. Um, so you get the benefits of like, you can have stuff offline, online, you know, you can, you know, work on a project and then take it off your computer, but still have the files, all that kind of stuff. And that there is this version of it uh, happening that, that Adobe are controlling, obviously. And Adobe XD, also weirdly, was free to begin with, so you get a free one which had all the power. And then they sort of wrapped it eventually into the subscription, it was a bit confusing, so again, again, you know, was it in or out of your subscription? But Adobe XD was doing quite a lot of this push into the cloud, which is fine. I was like, okay, great, it's cloud. I can see, and then you could test your um, prototypes on your iPhone. So that was, you know, obviously that's kind of useful. So anyway, I did, I was doing, so I started moving some things to the cloud and some Photoshop and some InDesign, 
not a lot of stuff because I don't need, I'm not working with a team. I don't need, you know, to have the stuff in the cloud really. I can mostly do it on my Mac. I can save it to the desktop. I'm creating temporary like, you know, things that I don't want in this space. But XD was pretty good for it. And although I've been trying to get onto Figma, I just, I found XD kind of just works. So I could make little presentations and all kinds of things in that. So, um, and I've been, you know, looking at different prototyping tools. It's quite any students would get access to it as well, so they can make prototypes for games. You can actually do that XD if you really think about it. Um, in terms of interactions and simple sort of, you know, minimum viable products, that kind of thing. So, yeah, at some point, when I've got occasionally booted out the Adobe login and had to re-log in, I started seeing Thing that said profiles which one do you want to use and one with my name and my avatar another one saying university of southampton device I was like, what's that? so i clicked on university of southampton device thinking oh, what's that and you go in and of course i saw that it didn't have access to my files or anything so i thought oh okay well that's all what that's about um and then so then i would just click you'd have to well then you have to sign out again you can't just switch profiles and when you sign out, come on, um, you have to then sign back in, use the Adobe Access app to approve that's your signing. Hope you get the profile switcher, because occasionally I didn't. Get the profile switcher and switch back to the personal. And that happens everywhere. So that could happen in the Creative Cloud app, that could happen in your browser. So you could be, you know, in one profile in one place and then another profile in another place, which is awesome. But, so I just ignored that, carried on. And then there was definitely an email that said, you've been, or you've been moved to a business account, or you've been moved to a business profile. We're gonna give you some, you know, a limited time where your personal profile will be able to access the Adobe apps, 60 days, I think they said. Um, and you need to switch to the business profile. And I was like, okay. I didn't really, you know, I was, like, I was a bit like, well, what have I got to do? So anyway, then what happened was holiday time. I, looked, I went to try and make just a simple file in Workshop and it says that my subscription has expired and you know, basically not, I can't open any of my apps. Um, even to view files, you just couldn't do it because you, I think you might better view them like, from the correct cloud but if you open Photoshop and you close the box of saying you need to subscribe, you just quit Photoshop. So you couldn't really do anything in your file. So one thing you couldn't do, and this will become important, is that because you can't do that, you can't open up Photoshop and say, save a local copy. So if you've got it on the, if it's a cloud document in this weird version control that is hidden inside the Finder or Windows somewhere, so it's, you can't, and it's obviously all it's all blobs and other kind of pieces. Your way to get it out, Monty, come on. The way to get it out of there is you have to open up the application and save as a local copy, and that then takes it from whatever it is, the Photoshop version file, to a regular Photoshop file. So I couldn't do that if I wanted to. Okay, so. I'm 
I then realized I, what I need to do is I have to sign in and choose my device profile, the University of Southampton business profile, which is called device in some places. So I'm like, okay, fine. How do I move all my cloud documents to my new profile? Um, okay, so the one in the folder called Creative Cloud Files. Well, that's easy. You just, you know, it just says copy that to another location, and then you can copy it back in when you've switched or whatever. Um, so because it's like a Dropbox. In terms of the other files, you have to go and either save a local copy, which now is not possible, um, or you have to go into your profile on the web, this is the first try, and you can download those files to your machine. But you can only download them one at a time. So I haven't got many problems. I've got more than, you know, more than a few. So one at a time is not good enough because it's just going to take me forever. So then there's no bulk download. I thought I could move everything into a folder, maybe download the whole folder. That's not allowed. Um, and at this point, I'm worrying that I'm going to suddenly lose access to my files. So all I want to do is just get a copy of all of them as quick as possible. And I'm not downloading one at a time in the web interface. So when you to create a cloud app interface, thinking maybe that'll have a bulk download. You can't download folders. You have to go into folders and download files. You can download up to 10 files. But some files you can't download at all, and some files um, were failing to download, maybe because they were too big, even though I've got a, you know, 900, 950 up and down fibre internet at home. Um, so I, you know, I could select 10 files and then some would fail, I'd have to work out which ones had failed, and then try and redo those, so that was no fun. Um, so then I thought, well, hang on, if, if I can make the files all offline, they will be on my computer somewhere. Come on, Monty. And then I can just copy, I'll find them and just copy them. Not, not at this point, not really thinking about the fact that they'd be under the weird, they'd be under version control, and that would mean the way that their files are stored. Would be not very would be very different to what I was thinking they would be, and so they would you can't just copy them out somewhere and copy them back into somewhere because it would probably completely break, even if you kept the file structure exactly the same. And they were hidden away in a weird folder. Uh, but I had to spend a bit of time trying to figure out can I how can I find these files? Had some good online sort of conversations in Slack. Um, and found an app I'd seen ages ago, which I think is FS Monitor, which basically lets you see all the changes on your Mac file system. Um, but before that, I'd be spending time going, how do I do a you know, full search in Alfred? How do I do a full search with Terminal? 
because uh, I use file scripts to find, you know, one of these files by looking for the file name. Of course, that would never have turned it up because remote control thing. Anyway, so I use FS Monitor to see where the files are. They're very deep in some weird. I think they might be an application support Adobe blog, you know, on the Mac. But they're in a weird place, and then you suddenly realise there is all these weird files and, and folders that make no sense. So you can't just copy them. So I then had to go into the Creative Cloud app and basically download 10 at a time, making sure they're completed, and some files related to Adobe Eero, it seems. Um, just you can't you can't download, there's no download option. Um, and Adobe Draw, no download option. Adobe Sketch, no download option. So those are files that are in my personal profile that I can only get access to if I switch to my personal profile and I'll only be able to open those files if I can open the app that's related to them. Now Eero, potentially sketch and draw, maybe I don't need a paid subscription connected to that profile. I don't know, so I may have just lost those files. Well, I'm going to I've left all the files in the personal profile anyway, even though I downloaded them all and copied them to my own computer. Then I was able to switch, find then, I had to try and sign out, and it kept crashing the app. I was just like, what are you doing? Anyway, of course, so then I thought, well, hang on, I don't want to sign out with all these files offline, because I don't know, I don't trust that Adobe's going to actually, like, take them away, and that would be a lot of space being taken up on a profile that I'm never going to use. So then, once I was confident I had copies of as much of this as I could, I selected, you know, I selected all the files, which you can do, can't select folders. Um, and in this instance, you can say, make these all only offline or only online. So then I changed them all to only online, which removed them from my local computer, which seemed to shake up the dust so that it would allow me to sign the help to the app. And then I was prompted to sign back in. Obviously got to switch to my business profile. All the apps are working now. Obviously when I go to files, there's nothing there because it's not connected to the same cloud documents. But work of fate is that when you open those apps in like Photoshop, it will show you recently opened files. And I literally can see files on that tab from the personal profile. And you can click on those. And I think one of, one of them opened which is really bizarre. Uh, other ones, they came up, you know, pop up here saying, uh, we can't locate this file, or uh, you don't have permission to view it. Now, I don't know if that actually is a permission thing because over the years, at various points, the Adobe app, whatever I've gone into, and said, open recent files, often say, can't locate this file. Now, that might be because I've moved it around the system, but again, if they actually were using like Apple file, the Apple file system properly, it should know where that file is, no matter what. You know, you can move those around, and they're being they're being tracked around. I can't remember what technology was, but you know, it's it's um, really powerful. But obviously, Adobe are not tracking the tracking them in some way anyway. So. That was the biggest, you know, that was a lot of work. But the thing is, I was so frustrated in the middle that I thought, I'm going to lose my files. I need to phone Adobe and ask them, is there a bulk way to move 
my profile file from one to another. I just want access to all of them and just to move them all in one hit. Um, you know, what can I kind of do? Because there was no, there's no profile migration tool or anything. The phone, I've, it took me ages to find a phone number for Adobe. Phoned Adobe, uh, got through to a call center, uh, and had a bit of a conversation with the salespeople, I think, and they looked up accounts and said, oh yeah, you've got this business account. I was like, yeah, I said, well, I don't want anything being mucked around with. Can I just speak to someone in the technical team about allowed documents, you know? Uh, they put me through then someone, and I literally couldn't understand a word they were saying through the phone. They, you know, had quite a thick accent. The phone's quality was just really, really bad. Um, and I just, you know, I said, "I'm really sorry. I can't, I can't understand what you're asking me." Um, and then they hung up. So I wasn't going to phone them. So yeah, that was. That and that is just really painful. So Adobe really need to have a migration tool. If they're going to bring in a new feature like these profiles, you've got to be able to migrate between your profiles, your files, in a really, really easy way. Not be able to go in one part of time, either download it or share it. That was the other option. Um, and you also should just be able to export all your files in one hit. Because you might want to leave Adobe.